always serving a fresh cup of daily inspiration, Deanna Hobbs. Today's inspiration is to assure you that God will confirm His Word. There are things that have been spoken over your life, promises contained in the Word of God, and you do not see any evidence that any of it will come to pass. But this Word is confirmation for you today that the Lord will perform just what He said, and He will do exactly what He promised He would. Welcome to this your Tuesday, March 5th, 2019 edition of your daily Cup of Inspiration podcast. My name is Deanna Hobbs, founder of Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that distributes free resources all around the world to help you grow in your faith and become everything God has destined you to be. I am bringing you some big old smiles and the warmest greetings ever live from Empowering Everyday Women Ministry Studios right here in the city of Buffalo, New York. It is currently hovering right around 10 days degrees in the Queen City. I enjoy the winter weather, but I'm also looking forward to a break and some warmer temperatures. I am glad you are with me once again today. It's a blessing for us to share these precious moments and every single podcast you hear. It's available for you as a free resource. Stream and download it on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher.com, your daily cup of inspiration.com, player.fm on my YouTube channel under my name, Deanna Hobbs, D-I-A-N-N-A-H-O-B-B-S. Simply click that red subscribe button, turn on those notifications, and every time a podcast is uploaded, you'll be among the first to know. Also, join me on social media for more encouragement at facebook.com forward slash Hobbs, twitter.com forward slash team Deanna Hobbs, and Instagram at I am Deanna Hobbs. It's time to get started, but first a prayer. God, thank you for this, another day that you've blessed us to see. I pray for the special individual you sent to press play. Use me to inspire and uplift them. And I thank you in advance. In Jesus name. Amen. So Daily Cup family last night after I finished my ministry work for the day, I sat down to open mail that had been sent to me. I read some cards and letters and received ministry donations. And I just sat there smiling and thanking God for this great privilege of serving you. I often share testimonies with you in my newsletter that I receive from my Daily Cup family with permission mission, of course. And one of them I shared yesterday is from a woman named Bernice in Baltimore. She lost her son to gang violence. It's been about three months and every day is a battle for her. And she's in a grief support group at her church. And she learned that one of her counselors also listens to your daily cup of inspiration. And so God is using the podcast and the devotions to lift her spirit and give her strength through this time. Isn't that awesome? So be sure to call Bernice's name out in prayer. And another young woman simply wrote, that she had been meaning to send a letter of thanks, but just hadn't gotten around to it. She finally sent the letter and the donation, and I was just in awe of God, as I always am, and how He chooses to use this ministry for the upbuilding of His kingdom around the world. That's what it's all about for me, doing kingdom work. And if no one ever said thank you at all, I would still feel so honored and humbled to serve. I'm just thankful to be chosen by God to labor in His kingdom. But you know, your letters and comments 
kindness really got me to thinking about how powerful thank you is. That small two-word sentence, and it led me right to a specific passage of scripture. In Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19, when Jesus healed the ten lepers and only one came back to say thanks. Remember, at the time, Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem when these ten people with this horrible disease of leprosy saw him. Lepers were outcast, and the disease was viewed as divine judgment and punishment for sin, incurable, mutilating, contagious. Leviticus chapter 13 and 14 goes into great detail about it and how to determine if someone had the disease and what to do. As we see in Leviticus, the priests were the ones who were designated to discover the disease based on the standards outlined in the law, and if somebody had it, they would be completely cut off from Israel and shut out. It was bad enough to be sick, but to also be excommunicated as a result of that sickness was doubly awful. And so the Bible says in Luke 17, 12 through 13, when these 10 lepers saw Jesus, they stood at a distance. They knew their place. They were well aware that they were unclean. So to get Jesus's attention, they raised their voices and cried out, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. Now that word master they used is the Greek word epistates. And that word acknowledges somebody as the master in charge, fully authorized to act, or somebody that is the head or the owner of all things, someone with power, even miraculous power. The fact that these lepers use this word means they knew of Jesus's authority and power and what he was able to do. And I know I've got somebody listening right now that knows that God is able. It doesn't matter what the name of the disease or the problem is, the name of the Lord is greater. When these 10 lepers cried out to Jesus for mercy, Daily Cut family, the Messiah didn't respond by telling them you're healed. No, he simply said, go show yourselves to the priest. Why would Jesus tell them that? In the natural, it made literally no sense. Although the priest, according to the law, were the only ones that could declare someone cleansed of leprosy and what Jesus was telling them to do was in compliance with the law, the Bible does not record any apparent change in the leper's situation immediately. In fact, they still had leprosy. A rational person would be perfectly justified in asking, what were they going to be showing the priest exactly? Jesus commanded them to go and get confirmation of something that had not happened yet. We know they weren't cleansed of leprosy when Jesus first told them to go and show themselves to the priest because verse 14 tells us so. It says, and as they went, they were cleansed. Wow, right? We don't see anywhere in this passage that they asked Jesus questions or doubted his command. They exercised faith. And this is what faith looks like. You take tangible steps based on an intangible guarantee. You act like it's already done, even before you can verify it with your five senses. I think I'm about to talk myself happy in this studio today. If I had a Hammond B3, I think I might tune up a little bit. <laughs> Do it the old Pentecostal way. But Jesus was commanding the 10 lepers to trust him. They had to walk by faith and not by sight. They were required to move forward with no evidence, only a word from the Lord. But see, the word from God was all the evidence they needed because if God speaks a thing, he always makes good on his word. Some things will only transpire in your life as you go. As you take steps of faith, breakthrough will manifest. Even though you don't know what God is doing, move forward in faith 
anyway, and God will confirm his word with evidence. When I was sick in my body, God promised he would heal me. He told me, have a prayer service, call the saints of God together to pray. And it didn't make any sense at the time, but I obeyed God and through my obedience, he confirmed his word and miraculously healed my body. He did what he said he would do. Right now, for somebody listening to this podcast, God is challenging you. He's proving your faith, meaning God is putting you in a position where the genuineness of your faith can only be proven by how you respond to these circumstances. I often say you've got to trust God when you can't trace him. Take him at his word when life doesn't make sense. Keep expecting him to fulfill his promises when you have no indication in the natural that he will. Things will shift for you. I get that you might be saying, Deanna, it's hard to hang on to faith. I know when you're in a negative situation and nothing seems to be working out for you, you start wrestling in your emotions. You get low. You feel discouraged. Satan tells you believing God makes no sense. What's the use? But you've got to rebuke the devil and refuse to give up on your faith. Although nothing has visibly changed and there's no evidence of breakthrough anywhere in sight, walk on by faith anyhow. Continue to confess his promises anyway. Move forward in expectation. You will see him do the miraculous. God will confirm his word. You will witness the impossible. I am a living testimony. The key to unlocking this door to breakthrough is your faith. Put some feet on your faith. That means start moving in the direction of your belief. If God said you can do it, you can be it, you can have it, believe him and act like you believe it. To remind you that your faith is a difference maker, I'm stirring a portion of Mark 5 and 34 right into your cup of inspiration. These are the words Jesus said to the woman with the issue of blood who pressed her way to him, believing for her healing. Jesus told her this, your faith has made you whole. As you drink down the contents of your cup, know that God is declaring over you that your faith has made you whole. Your faith has opened the door. Your faith has moved that mountain. Your faith has set you free. Your faith has lifted you out of this valley. Your faith has led to the confirmation of his word. Now let's pray. God, I pray for this, my sister, this, my brother. They don't see anything happening in their circumstances yet, but I thank you that you are transforming things in response to their faith. I declare that it is already worked out. And as they take steps of faith, I praise you that their breakthrough will be clearly evident and you will confirm your word with evidence. We glorify you now in Jesus name. Amen. Your daily cup of inspiration podcast has been brought to you by empowering everyday women ministries, where we help fuel your faith every day. For more information, log on to www.deannahobbs.com. 